Let's welcome our online audience with us. Come on now, put your hands together. All those watching online, we welcome all those in the house as well. If you're ever in our area, we invite you to stop by and be our special guest. We would love to have you. It's one thing to watch us online. It's another thing to stop in when you hear and experience it live for yourself. Today, we're continuing our series we call DNA. It's a summer series where we're learning who God created us to be. From cover to cover, the Bible is reminding us continually who God created us to be, that we are his children, that we are adopted by him. We are a chosen generation. It goes on and describes all these things that God has called us. And why is God constantly reminding us in Scripture from cover to cover? Is he reminding us and say it so much because God needs to remind himself? No, he's doing that because he knows that you and I need to be reminded. He knows that Satan's number one tactic that he uses to get us confused, discouraged, is he comes and he attacks our identity. He attacks who we are. He wants us to doubt that God really loves you. He wants you to doubt that God has called you his own. He wants you to doubt that you belong in the family of God. He wants you to doubt that you're worthy. So he continues to cast doubt and attacks us there. So the Bible is double time reminding us over and over again who we are in Christ. If we do not know that, the world will tell you who you are. If you don't know for yourself who God called you to be, the world will make you into what they want you to be. And so you got to have an understanding who God has called me to be. Today is one of the most important, I believe, one of the most important lessons I've ever preached or spoke about here. It's the key to having a genuine relationship with the Father is the key we're going to talk about today. It's a big key. It's the most important key. How do I really have this relationship? You hear people talk about it all the time. Do you have a personal relationship with God? Do you actually know that he loves you in a personal way, in a personal level? And today there's a key to that. And we're going to talk about that today. Let's go right to our text. In John 1, 1 John 3, 1 through 2, see what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called what? Children of God. Let's say it together. We should be called children of God. And in case you didn't get it, he says this, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is they did not know him. Dear friends, let's say this now. Now, let's say this. Now, one more time. Now we are children of God. Now we are. Something has happened. Now we are children of God of God. So today, I want you to understand this. Now, I'm going to come back to this scripture in just a minute. But first of all, I want to tell you about uh, a small encounter I had about a week and a half ago. I was suffering in the great state of Hawaii. And uh, as I was there praying for you, um, I wasn't praying for you. I was resting. I was having a good time. I did say some prayers for you early in the morning. But I had gotten a text and I, I, couldn't, I couldn't read it because it was too bright. So I went over to the shade tree there and I leaned up against the shade tree there. The ocean breeze was coming and I was singing, hallelujah, honolulu. I mean, I was doing all that. It was, it was there. And so 
I'm sitting there and I'm leaning against the tree in the shade, listening to the ocean and I'm answering a few texts. And as I'm there, all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye, I saw something move coming near my face. And I thought I was sitting there, I didn't see anything. And all of a sudden there was a chameleon that was walking right down. How many know when you're not expecting it and you're sitting there, a chameleon, as you know, can change colors and camouflage itself to look like whatever it's next to. And so he had camouflaged himself to look like the tree I was on. And all of a sudden he started walking toward me. I was like, hallelujah, this tree is alive. (laughs) See, it was blending in, which what a defense mechanism is, it blends in to its environment as a safety measure. And I just thought about that and I thought, you know, we have a, a lot of Christian chameleons really, don't we? If we're being honest, we got a lot of Christian chameleons where we're really good at blending in to our environment. When I'm at work, I'm one person. When I'm at home, I'm a different person. When I'm at church, I'm one way. When I'm out with my friends, I'm a different way. We, we can blend in the wet environment. We get really good at blending in. But what you got to understand, you were never created to blend in. You were created to stand out. You're called to be the light of the world. We are called to be the light of the world that we come, that the shining bright with God's love and God's mercy and God's grace. But we got a lot of Christians who like to blend in where they're at. They let their environments change them instead of them changing their environments. Listen, Jesus hang out with the sinners, the greatest ones. He hung out with the prostitutes, the cheaters. He hung out with people nobody else liked. He hung out with doctors. He hung out with lawyers. Hang out with common folk, fishermen. He hung out with all of them. But one thing he didn't do, he didn't let them change him. He always brought change to them. And so, yeah, we're called to go. But we don't blend in. We, we help bring change to the hurting world. And so this is the environment that we are in today. we got to learn what this looks like and what it means. Stop letting the world, stop letting the world tell you who you are. Stop letting the world blend you in to what they want you to be. Learn that you are a child of God. Let's say it together. I am a child of God. you got to know this. you got to believe it. And you got to let it resonate in your heart, past your mind, and into your heart and your relationship. My security comes from knowing who I am, that I'm a child of God. This brings me security in my relationship with God. Look at this. Purpose, purpose requires clarity on who you are, but also on who you are not. You know, I can tell you early on when I was learning to fully surrender my life to Jesus, I remember having this talk with God. I said, God, I, I do not know what the future looks like. But I can tell you this, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to surrender my life. I said, God, I'm surrendering my life fully to you. And I don't know what the future is going to hold. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know. But I do know this, where I'm at right now, I don't like. Where I'm at right now, I can't fit in. 
where I'm at right now, it's not bringing me any satisfaction. It's not bringing me any peace. It's not bringing me any hope. As I try to blend in to what the world is trying to make me, I do not fit there. And I know that, God, you want me to surrender my life, and I'm willing to do that. And I don't know everything about the future, but I know I I don't fit in right here. What was going on? There was something happening in my spirit that I couldn't fit in. Why? Because the environment was trying to change me into who I know God didn't want me to be. And I can tell you this, that so night. I remember when I told God that. It's been the greatest journey of my life. I had no idea what the future held. I had no idea what God would do in my life. I had no idea how God would use me. I had no idea what God was going to do in my life. It was the greatest decision I ever made. And I didn't have clarity of what that looked like going ahead. I just knew I was not satisfied where I was at right now. It's like when Jesus told the Roman at the well, remember that? You, you drink from that water, it will never quench your thirst. But you drink from my well and my water, you'll never thirst again. And I knew that. God, I got to have more of you. I want more of you. I'm learning who I am in Christ, and I'm learning who I'm not. You should, you should feel convicted. You should have times where you're like, man, you know what? I just can't be the same I used to be. I I can't hang around and just talk the way I used to talk. I can't just hang around and do some of the stupid things I used to do before. It doesn't resonate with me. There's something more that God's calling me to do. So I'm learning this. And look what 1 John 3, 2 says. Dear friends, now, now we are children of God. Signifying that now something happened. Now something changed. Now, see, some people believe that, you know what, we're all children of God. And in theory, that is correct. But in relationship, it's not. See, we're all children of God. Yes, we're all God's children, but not in relationship. The key, the key, the key right here, the key to unlocking A relationship with the Father is the key of knowing this. You've got to know and you've got to believe and you've got to expect that I am a child of God and I have a relationship with the Father, that He is the Father, I am the child, that He wants what's best for me. He wants to give me favor. He wants to give me blessing. He wants to correct me in positive ways. He wants to change my world around. He wants me to experience his love. He wants me to experience the Father's blessing. He wants to walk with me. And even on my worst of days, he covers me. I'm telling you, it's a life-changing decision. And when you get that revelation that it's not just in theory, but it's in relationship, it unlocks this relationship with the Father. Now, something happened. What happened? You've gone into a relationship with the Father. You know, we spent a lot of money and a lot of time looking at family trees, right? We have Ancestry.com. We have DNA. All these things we do for Mother's Day. My sister and I, we bought my mom one of these DNA kits where you send it off, you know. We got back. It was fascinating to see all the people that you know in your family tree. You see all the, the places your family was from, and you find out what, you're, what you really are. And some of you think I'm one way, but really, I can tell you I'm something else. 
I found out my people are from Spain. I come from royalty in Spain. No, not really. That's just true. But what do we? Why do we do these? Why do we do these family trees? Why do we spend this money reaching, searching it out? Number one, we want to know where we came from, right? But we also, we also, let's be honest. We really, we really are hoping that somewhere we're, we're connected to a president or we're connected to somebody famous. We were hoping that somewhere in our lineage, there's somebody that we can come back on Facebook later and say, I knew it, I knew it. I'm just kin to them. You know, what happens if you find out that your sixth cousin removed from your sister-in-law is the third cousin of Jeff Bezos, the owner of Amazon, you're like, I knew it. I knew somebody had some money in my family. The owner of Amazon is in my family tree. Let me ask you this. Does that benefit you at all? Why? Because you have no relationship with Jeff Bezos. You contact Jeff and he's like, here's a coupon. You can get free same day shipping tomorrow, 50% off. Here you go. Not even Amazon Prime for the rest of my life. No. Why? Because you have no relationship with Jeff Bezos. See, the benefits come when you have a personal relationship with that person, not just a chart showing you belong in the same family. Someone else needs to go off in your head today. You need to realize this, that in our relationship theory, yes, in theory, we are all children of God. But the key to unlocking this dynamic relationship is knowing I really am a child of God. He is my father. I've submitted to his will and I've learned that I can boldly now come to his throne. I've learned now that he's never going to let the righteous go forsaken or his children begging for bread. I know that he's going to take care of me on every difficult season. I know he wants to bless me. I know his is for my good and not to harm me. I mean, I have all this and I know how do I unlock that? It's by knowing I really am a child of God. I really am a child of God, not just in theory, but in relationship. Look at this. Our relationship now has changed from what? He says now something's changed. It's gone from creator, creation, I know he's the creator of all things. I'm his creation. But when you enter into something now has changed, it goes into he's the father, I am the child. That's what changes. Now something changed. What was it? I realized he's the father. I'm his child. I realized I've been adopted into the kingdom. I realized he chose me. He wants me. He blesses me. He's looking for me. He wants this relationship with me. When I realize that, it blows the lid off and allows this dynamic relationship to walk in with the father. Look what John 1, 12, and 13 says, but as many of you have received him, 
That's all, okay, those are Christians. To them, he gave the right to become children of God. See, you've been given the right to unlock that door to become a child of God. Am I a child of God? Yes. I've been given the key, but I've got to take it, believe it, and unlock it. I have the right to become the child of God. It's only in theory until it gets into my heart and I really believe that I'm his child, that I really believe that I have this kind of relationship. It goes beyond my head knowledge and it gets into my heart. This is where real change takes place. Look what it says now in John 3, 1. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform these signs you are doing if God were not with him. This is what Jesus answered very truly. I tell you, no one will see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. See, Nicodemus was saying, I I see the family tree. Your family tree points you to God. No one else would do these signs and wonders unless they were connected to God's family tree. And God's, this is what Jesus' response was. That's great, Nick. Good. I'm glad you're putting the puzzle together. But real change doesn't happen just because you recognize I'm connected to God. Real change happens when there's a heart change. Your heart is born again. When you realize I've come to save the world and you give your life to me. This is what he's saying. This is real, real change comes. It's got to go beyond theory and it's got to get into your heart. Romans 8, 14 says we must be led, but those who are led by the Spirit of God are what? Children of God. For me to be led, I must surrender to the person who is leading me. If I take a cave tour, I'm going to surrender. I'm going to say, you know what? This is the expert. This is my tour guide, and if I don't want to get lost down here and, and go off on my own and try to find my own way in and out and get stuck, and they got to send in their rescue team, and hopefully they get to me in time, and they don't make a movie about my life, how they tried to rescue me, and I cost all these people all this time. No, I don't want to do that, so what happens? So I trust my guide. I surrender to my guide and say, all right, you know the way in. You know the highlights, you're going to tell me what to look for, you're going to make sure I don't miss anything, you're going to show me things on this tour, you're going to get me in, you're going to take me through, and you're going to get me out safe. And so I surrender to them so they can lead me. See, as children of God, we must be led by the Spirit. If I want to be a child of God, I must let the Spirit lead me. I surrender. Spirit, lead me. Spirit, talk to me. Spirit, lead me where you want me to go. I'm learning to let them lead my life. I love it when the light comes on from people. We have a lot of people in this church who, who come to Destiny for a while, and they're, they're coming, and all of a sudden, you'll see the light come on. And they're like, wow, I really am a child of God. There's something more God wants in my life. And they start surrendering fully to, to the Holy Spirit in their life. And all of a sudden, their, their, their smile changes. 
You see hope renewed. You see their worship changing. You see their marriages changing. You see their attitude changing. You see their giving changing. You see their serving changing. I mean, every part of their life is changing. Why? Because they're learning. Wow, something went off. Now something happened. Now it is happening. Now it's happening. Now we become the children of God. When you fully understand this and submit it to God in your life, it changes everything. It goes from theory to relationship. Galatians 3, 26. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. I mean, do you think the Bible wants us to know this? It's continually reminding us that we are children of God. Why? Because it's the key to unlocking this relationship. Now, something happened. What is? I unlocked that relationship with the Father. And it's not just in theory. It happened in my heart. You are. Religion, religion saves no one. Religion gives you theory. But a relationship with Jesus will change your life forever. He doesn't want you to fulfill a religious duty. He wants you to have a personal relationship with him. Stop acting like an orphan and realize you have been brought in, adopted as a child of God. Perfect love. The Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. And the Bible says there's only one who was perfect. That was Jesus. So Jesus' love casts out all fear in my life. The more I learn of his love, I'm his child He's my father. The fear, see, when I, when I have fear, fear makes me doubt my position in the family. Fear makes me doubt I'm accepted in the family. Fear makes me doubt my love from the family. But fear, look at this, fear is only cast out when you have a true revelation of the father's love for you. When you understand how much he really loves you, how much he really wants you, how much he's really fought for you, how much he chose you, what he did to bring you to himself. When you really understand that, it sets you free to walk in this father-child relationship. Fear gives me a timid spirit. Fear gives me a timid spirit and everything about our relationship with God is not about the spirit of fear. But the enemy wants you to live in your life fearful and intimate, so he's going to continue to make you doubt that. you got to understand, perfect love drives out all fear. The revelation of God's perfect love in my life helps me not to worry. God, you love me on my best days, and God, you love me on my worst day. Wow. That's the way he wants us to understand. God helps me win. Listen, I understand. Perfect love realizes that God wants me to win. He helps me to win. How many parents have ever helped your child with a science project? You remember when they come home, I got a science project due tomorrow. Tomorrow, you're like, all right, here's the hot glue gun. Here's your stuff. Go for it. I ain't helping you. You got to do this on your own. And they start building it, and you walk by, and you keep looking in that room, and How's it going in there? You're going okay? Ooh, ah. you're like, oh, ah, oh, man. They are never going to win. 
putting those sugar cubes in that order. I can tell you right now. I think that, that thing is going to fall apart before it ever gets home to the homeroom. So you're like, scoot over. Let me show you something. This is how you build this house where it's going to stand. And you start helping them glue it. You go, go to your closet. Get out those old cars and bring it in here. We're going we're to hot glue some cars on here. Yeah, give me that palm tree from that one army set you had. Yeah, I'll put it out here. But next thing you know, you're getting grass in the yard. And you, uh, two hours go by and you built this amazing science project. And you're like, this looks a little too good. Let's mess a few things up so the teacher doesn't know I helped you. But I still want you to win, so let's don't mess it up too much. Why? Because we want, <laughs> we want our kids to win. We want to help them succeed. How much more does God want to help you win in your life? How much more does he want to help you succeed in your life? See, when I understand his perfect love, it casts aside all fear, and it makes me realize I don't have to worry. He wants to help me win in my life and succeed. See, when I, when I feel worthy, he wants me to feel worthy in my life. When I understand his perfect love, I feel worthy. I'm worthy to be his son. I'm worthy to be his daughter. I'm worthy to be called his child. I'm, I'm worthy to worship him. I'm worthy for God to answer my prayers. I'm worthy. The Bible says we are to boldly approach the throne of grace with boldness. But many of us, because we have not developed a relationship, we think God's mad at me. I haven't been good enough. I've got some things I've got to change first before I can boldly go to God. Let me ask you this. For those of you who've ever had small children, do they ever knock when they come in at 2 o'clock in the morning? No. They come barging in the middle of the night. Dad, dad, dad. I'm like, what, 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 what? I'm supposed to take a drink with me tomorrow. I'm going to go to school. So we're going to have to live a little bit early and go by the store and get a drink to take with me in my lunch. You're like, son, it's 2 o'clock. Could you not wait to 6.30, 7 o'clock to tell me this? Yeah, I just thought about it. I was worried about it. I want you to know. Go to bed. We'll take care of it in the morning. You ever notice your kids have no problem barging in your room all hours of night? Why? Because you're their mom. You're their dad. They have a relationship with you. They know that they can just come. They boldly come in. They don't even think about it. Why? That's the relationship of a father child of a mother child and he says this is what we boldly can come to the grace of God the throne of God not going to receive condemnation but we're going to receive his love we're going to receive grace and even on my worst day his love and grace covers me and it sets me free that I can come to him anytime I need that God I've got a relationship with you I can boldly approach him that's what he wants us to do. See, God wants us to rest in him the way our children rest in us. I mean, our, our, our children, they never stress. I never had one of my kids stressed about the mortgage. I never had one of my children stressed about, oh, we're going to have groceries this week. I never had one of my kids stressed about, is the water bill going to be paid? I never had one of my kids stressed about, oh, we're going to have AC. I, have, I never had one of my kids stressed about any of those things. Have I? Yeah. Just like you. I stressed it about that. All right. All right. We made it through the day. What are we going to eat tomorrow to get to payday? We're going to have ramen noodle surprise. Yeah, this is a great day. 
Mom, when'd you come up with this recipe? Oh, this is something I got off the internet. Making ramen and putting some beanie weenies in there or something. You know, making that thing stretch. They don't have any idea the stress you're under. Why? Because parents stress, kids rest. Parents stress and kids rest. And he says, we are now children of God. God doesn't want you living your life stressed out. He doesn't want you living your life worried about tomorrow. He wants you living your life knowing I am fully surrendered to Jesus and he's going to take care of me and I'm going to serve my father. I'm going to be led by my father. I'm going to worship my father. I'm going to give my life to my father because my father's got the best interest in my life. It's how we unlock it is realizing we are now children of God. I'm going to close with this short short story. Today, I love your kids. Many of you, your children, I had a chance to dedicate when they were small to the Lord. Some of them started coming to church when they were young and seeing them grow up over the years. I love it. I love, I love your children. I love high-fiving them when they come into church. I love the hugs they give me. I love seeing them grow up. I love watching all the good things they do on Facebook that you post about. Some of your children have become good friends with my children over the years. And are as close as, as they can be as brothers and sisters. If they come, if your children come to my home with one of my kids, you know what we're going to do? We're going to love them. We're going to love them and treat them like one of my own kids. I'm going to feed them. I'll go in there into the kitchen. If all I have is peanut butter and jelly, I'll, I'll make some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for them. Stack them up and I'm going to take those into them and I drop one on the ground and no one's looking. I'll pick it up. Put it back on top. Take them in there. And you know who's going to get that one I just dropped? Your kids, not my kids. Why? Because my kids are going to get favor from the Father. And don't look at me like I'm the only one to do that. You know, you're like, don't eat the top one. Let him do that. You can have the one in the middle. Why? Because as parents, we want to show favor to our children. Listen, God wants you to see him as father. He wants you to know you are his child. Why? Because he wants you to rest in his favor. Let's bow our heads. It all starts with the question, do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and have you fully surrendered your life to him? That's where it starts at, right there. Starting point. Have you surrendered your life to Jesus? Made him Lord of your life? The Bible says we must believe, believe he is the Messiah, that he died on the cross for our sins. We must believe that in our heart and then we must confess it out loud. Confess it. I won't do anything to single you out. We're not going to do anything to embarrass you, I promise you. But today, without anybody looking but me, can you just simply say, if you're ready to accept Jesus, can you just raise your hand where you're sitting and say, today, Pastor, that's my day. Thank you. Yeah, anybody else? Let me see your hand. 
you're listening online today, raise your hand in your room, in your car, wherever you're listening, raise it right now. Come on, raise your hand. Thank you. I see those hands. Anybody else? Say, today's my day. Thank you. If you raise your hand, I want you to say these words after me. As Christians around you, we'll help you along as well. Say, dear Jesus, I surrender all of my life to you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I believe you are the Messiah, God's only son. And from this day forward, I will live for you and I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name.